Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Prime Minister Trudeau is moving ahead with his decision to bring 25,000 Syrians into Canada by the end of the year, which is just a matter of weeks away. And a majority of Canadians, it was 54%, told Angus Reid that they have, Angus Reid polling firm, that they have concerns, security concerns. And uh, it's roughly 40%, or say 42%, um, don't. 42% moderately or strongly support the Liberal government's plan. 54% moderately or strongly oppose. In Quebec, it's 73% fear attacks like the one in Paris could happen on Canadian soil. 23% think the opposite to be the case. Um, Saskatchewan Premier Brad Wall, a few days ago, sent a letter to the Prime Minister of Canada, Justin Trudeau, urging the Prime Minister to pause. And for that, Premier Wall was, well, in some circles he was, I heard some nasty things said about him. Also some folks saying, you know, he has the right to um, to express his concerns. Of course he does. He represents the people of Saskatchewan. And there's nothing wrong with people having the asking questions. It, it is freedom of expression in Canada, is it not? We do believe, we do practice, we do enshrine freedom of expression. And those who have hateful things to say, they're in a huge minority in Canada. And nobody really wants to have anything to do with them. Nobody wants to have anything to do with them. Nobody wants to have anything to do with the people who burn mosques and attack women. But we're constantly reminded of that of those incidents, they don't represent any significant percentage of point of view in Canada. We find that to be reprehensible, disgusting, immoral. But at the same time, we have the right to ask questions about security, about what the Prime Minister's decision is, whether it's a political decision or whether it's something else. And we know from John Iverson in the National Post that the Liberal government's going to spend half a million dollars promoting the idea that Canadians will accept the 25,000 Syrian refugees coming to Canada by the end of the year. I don't have a problem with the government spending some money to try to persuade you that their idea is sound. I don't really have any problem with that. But neither should you feel that you can't express your concerns, if you have concerns. I want you to listen now to my conversation with Premier Brad Wall recorded yesterday. Then we'll have lots of time to take phone calls and hear your thoughts on questions I'm going to ask you. Have a listen. Premier Wall, establishing proper security protocols for bringing Syrian refugees into Canada is a top-of-mind issue for people in this country and for Canada's political leaders with a divergent set of opinions. You spoke to the concerns many people have about the speed with which the Prime Minister is determined to bring 25,000 refugees into Canada. Remind us, please, in your words, not in some critics' words interpreted by the CBC, remind us, please, what your suggestion to Prime Minister Trudeau was four days ago, and I assume remains. It does remain. The suggestion's pretty straightforward. It's that uh, we should lift the deadline. 
Um, we've never, as far as I know, had a refugee initiative that was driven by a date uh, attached to a, a number, in this case, 25,000. That was not the case with respect to the Vietnamese refugee uh, initiative uh, from the 1970s. That was another large-scale uh, effort where Canadians really were leading in terms of the international effort to, to uh, help those refugees. But it was never driven by a date. And it makes sense that, it, that a refugee initiative ought, ought to be driven by a date. It needs to be driven by results. It needs to be driven by settlement success. Uh, that involves, as you know, right across the country, a number of CBOs and settlement groups who have to get a lot, a lot of the logistics uh, settled, a lot of the housing issues settled uh, in advance of, of any newcomers coming. And, and it shouldn't be date-driven. Uh, it should be results-driven from a security perspective as well. And Premier Wall, this is not a refugee situation like any other. And Paris showed us that last Friday. Well, I, that, I think that's what has so many Canadians saying to the federal government, yes, we want to do our part. By the way, that's our message in Saskatchewan. We've already established our uh, refugee settlement coordinating center, and we're working with all the agencies. We're going to be ready to do what we need to do on our side to welcome folks. Uh, and so let's not doubt the compassion of Canadians. I think Rex Murphy said it here just in the last 24 hours or maybe 36 hours or 48 hours or so. He said uh, uh, that we can, uh, just because we are being prudent uh, uh, doesn't mean that we we can't also be compassionate. Canadians are compassionately wanting to welcome as many refugees as they can, but they're also saying there is settlement issues and we need to get the security piece right. President Obama uh, in defense of bringing in 10,000 refugees into the United States, pointed this week to their, their screening system, which is 18 to 24 months. Not advocating that. I'm not saying that's the right number, but we're talking about 40 days. So, you know, I, I just think Canadians are right to say to the government, we need to get this right, and let's not be driven by some sort of New Year's Eve deadline, which is strictly a political deadline from, a, from the election campaign. You know, when we talk about Canadians and the compassion of Canadians, I think it really goes without saying, and I'm going to drag a cliche out by saying that, it goes without saying that Canadians are compassionate, that Canadians have compassion for refugees. We've shown it many times. It's no different this time. It's just a question of security and doing it appropriately and making sure that the people who need us most are the people we, in fact, bring into Canada. We know you're not, you're not standing alone. Other premiers, mayors, elected members of legislatures have uh, spoken to this. The mayor of Quebec City says he wants to keep the number to 800, and the, the uh, Quebec immigration minister also has doubts about the, uh, the deadline, as does uh, Toronto Mayor John Tory. So you're not standing alone. No, I, there's other mayors on the other side of it. I think there uh, was some criticism for my position from Mayor Nenshi in Calgary, and again, that's fair. That's part of the debate. I, I, I would note that the mayors of our two major cities, the city of Saskatoon, Mayor Don Atchison and Mayor Michael Fougere in Regina, were supportive of what we were saying in terms of, you know, let's make sure we get this right. Let's not be date-driven. There are real concerns here about the deadline attached to this, to this particular number. You know, but the bottom line is we can have the discussion and the debate, and I think the federal government's paying attention to it. Who knows, they may well respond to it, given what, you know, some of the polling results that are out, and some of the people weighing in, as you've noted. But we can have the discussion on the merits uh, and on, on principle. What's been troubling and I think unfortunate is that there's so many who want to sort of engage in sort of straw man 
argument, setting up a false argument, knocking it down, or accusing someone of having sort of racist motives. You know, it's just nonsense, and it's not helpful. Uh, Canadians are compassionate, as we've noted. They want to do their part, but we also need to be safe, and we need to make sure that the settlement peace is effective as well, in the interest, frankly, of the refugees as much as anyone else. Exactly. Premier, uh, the suggestion has been made that terrorists could if they have European passports, just fly to Canada in a matter of hours and commit acts of terror here. Talk about a straw man argument. Uh, A person suspected of having ISIS sympathies in Europe would not escape notice flying to Canada and would be watched here unless the argument is being made that uh, Canada's internal security apparatus is weak, plus any Euro terrorists who might come here with a passport would have no infrastructure to commit acts of terrorism here. So... It's a, it's a weak counter-argument. Then there really shouldn't be an argument. All you're asking for, I'm on your side clearly, all you're asking for is let's be sure, let's be safe, let's make sure that we bring uh, refugees into the country who really need us and will provide them the assistance and the new life they obviously deserve. Well, uh, to those who are using the argument that it could basically, it's well, it could happen anyway. That might be the worst argument in the history of arguments, but... Uh, as a as a position against being vigilant uh, and diligent in our process, we should, that should be happening with respect to the normal immigration, uh, the normal sort of in and out traffic into the country that occurs. But it also needs to be happening in terms of our refugee policy. You know, the German I, I noted this last week, the head of police in Germany was very concerned about the number, potentially the number of terrorists who were. Uh, hiding amongst refugees, 10 individuals were under investigation. I would imagine if you, I, this is speculation, but I would imagine if you had that police chief on your show today, uh, he would probably say, I wish we would have been able to have these investigations before they were actually in the country. Uh, we could have done this work on these 10, for example, that were referenced, who they believed to potentially have terrorist ties hiding amongst refugees. There were arrests made in Calais in France again, of terrorists sort of trying to blend in with refugees. So it may, it may be the, well, thank goodness, it is the exception, the rare exception. But in this case, a rare exception could potentially mean disaster um, all around the world. So let's not be driven by a date. It just, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, U.S. Congress, you mentioned the United States, the U.S. Congress passed a bill refusing to accept the 10,000 Syrian refugees per President Obama's plan, and enough Democrats sided with the Republicans to make the vote, from what I understand, secure from any veto by the president. So this speaks to, I mean, we're talking about 10,000 people uh, in uh, in the United States, 25,000 in Canada. And uh, the, the security screening process there of 18 to 24 months, which President Obama, who's championing the welcoming of refugees, is... I think we all are in Canada. He's defending against those who in his country don't want to allow any in. Uh, in it, but in the defense that he's made, he made it again a couple of days ago. He's saying, don't worry, our process is rigorous. It's 18 to 24 months. It includes the biometric screening and all of these things. Again, I'm not saying that's the right number or right process. I don't know enough about their process, but I'm saying it speaks to um, the fact that they're they're obviously taking their time. And even that isn't good enough for many in in the U.S., we're looking at a two-month process, and I, I, I think that's what has Canadians saying, you know, uh, even if there's, even if there's a rare chance, you know, in government, Roy, if if in any initiative, if we could 
be successful 99 times out of 100, <laughs> we would take that. Those are great numbers. Uh, in this case, it might, well, it's not good enough. Yeah. Premier, one more question for you. On the issue of uh, the Prime Minister withdrawing Canada from the coalition bombing ISIS, I spoke last weekend with uh, Colonel Steve Day, the immediate past commander of JTF2, Canada's Special Forces Unit and National Security Unit. And uh, Colonel Day expressed concern that by doing so, by removing Canada arbitrarily and quickly from the coalition, we may find ourselves on the outside, and I'm paraphrasing him, finding ourselves on the outside as far as intelligence information sharing is concerned uh, by our allies because they wouldn't consider us to be particularly uh, reliable any longer. Well, I defer to the colonel, but, you know, and as, of course, the provincial governments don't have standing in terms of the decision uh, uh, made by the, the government of Canada with respect to defense uh, policy or defense initiatives. I would just say, though, as a citizen, I would rather that we were part of the fight. Canadians have historically responded to tyranny and responded to, to it uh, with great courage. And yes, we've, the response sometimes has been humanitarian, but Canada fights as well. And uh, I, even if it's just a few uh, F-18s, um, in addition to those on the ground that are doing the training, I, as a Canadian, I would like to see our country taking the fight to these, uh, well, to these terrorists. Premier Wall, thank you very much for the time. Thank you, Roy. There's the Premier of Saskatchewan, Brad Wall, as I spoke with him yesterday. Yesterday. All right. one 225 is my number. Do you support Saskatchewan Premier Brad Wall, or do you support Justin Trudeau's determination to bring 25,000 Syrian refugee claimants into Canada before the end of the year. Do you think the process should be slower? Do you think the numbers should be bigger? one 888 is my number. I don't think anybody in this country who's thinking properly for a moment, for a moment, would deny as much assistance as we can possibly offer to people who genuinely require it. And it's just a question of establishing, establishing whether the people who are being brought into Canada are the people who should be coming into Canada. And can you do that with 25,000 people in just such a short period of time? in such a short period of time. If you question, if you have questions, that does not make you a hater. If somebody labels you, that doesn't mean you have to accept the label. We are generous people in Canada. We've shown that time and again. Your calls when we come back. You can follow me on Twitter at The Roy Green Show. Tweet me and I'll get to your tweets on the air as quickly as I can. People repeating my tweets. Um, also include your thoughts and uh, remember on Facebook the Roy Green Show Facebook page like us there, listen back to any segment on our webpage RoyGreenShow.com and you can post your comments there as well RoyGreenShow.com, alright what do you have to say what do you have to say about 25,000 Syrians coming into this country before the end of the year what do you have to say about it 
Bill is in Toronto. I've been holding on a long time. Bill, go ahead. Well, first of all, I'd like to thank Mr. Wall. He is truly a great Canadian. We need more of that, man. But what really disturbs me is when I think of the Trudeau government, when Bebo attacked Parliament Hill, and it was clearly an Islamic terrorist. Bill, could you stay with the subject? I I, I am. We're talking about bringing the 25,000 Syrians. And Well, this is relative to it, Roy. Okay. Do you want to listen to me or not? They couldn't say it was an Islamic terrorist, right? So this is the ideology of this government. Now they tell me how unrealistic. This is like varsity, the JV team. They were talking about Bill, I want you to think about the people. I want you to think about. I want you to think about the people who are coming in to Canada. Yeah. Do we have? Let's start with this premise. Let's start with this question: Are we prepared to bring twenty-five thousand people in on such short notice? No, absolutely. Where are you going to put them? Well, that's a good question. Why are we waiting until next Tuesday? Why do we have to wait until next Tuesday for the government to give us the information they have? Why? The the ideology of the liberal government is the problem. I think it's a political promise that was made, and now Mr. Trudeau feels he has an obligation and a responsibility to live up to the political promise. He does. And you know what? It's dangerous. An incompetent new government that makes these kind of decisions, they're going to roll the dice like this. Tell me this really quickly. What, what in your mind, what, in, what, what as far as you're concerned, Bill, makes it dangerous? Dangerous? Yeah. 25,000 people in 25 days, and the Americans, the head of the FBI said they couldn't be sure who they were bringing in. They didn't have the data. Yet CSIS and the RCMP stood beside Trudeau and said, no, we can do it. Beside What's Ralph Goodell. But... But uh, no, I look at I have my concerns as well. I don't know how you can be assured that you can conduct proper security, proper vetting, in such a short period of time. As Premier Wall said, it takes 18 to 24 months in the United States. We're going to do it in a matter of four weeks in Canada. That's a tough. It's a tough call, but the Liberals have made it. One triple eight two two five eight two five five is my number. Please let's stay with the issue. Let's stay with the issue of 25,000 people coming into Canada. How do you feel about it? Is the Prime Minister's decision the correct one, or is he moving too quickly? We'll come back. Take some more calls. Emails to Roy at RoyGreenshow.com. Dave in Calgary. Hi, I'm all in favor of us helping. I do think we need to slow it down and make sure we are doing proper screening and have all the programs and support in place. Before we bring them here, Trudeau is not thinking this through and is trying to look good to the rest of the world. That's Dave in Calgary. Kathy writes, I just came back from the bank where I was told I need an hour appointment to set up a bank account. That's just a simple bank account, and yet we can fully screen 25,000 refugees for security and health concerns in 40 days? Trudeau needs to rethink the timing of this. I'm not anti-refugee, but let's get realistic. Roy at RoyGreenshow.com is the email address, and you can tweet me at... The Roy Green Show. 888-225-8255 is my number. You heard Brad Wall, the Saskatchewan Premier, has been criticized in some circles severely for his position. I think Mr. Wall is asking absolutely reasonable and rational questions. It's okay to ask questions in Canada. But as I said before, if somebody labels you, you don't have to accept the label. If you're a hater, you know it. But if you're asking questions, that doesn't automatically make you a hater. It doesn't. Because 
the refugees need to be served. Their needs re- <coughs> excuse me, need to be served because they've been through hell. And the country's safety is a concern. You can't look at what happened in Paris last Friday and look at what's going on in Belgium today, in Brussels, and say that the security aspect and the security concern hasn't risen. It has, in the minds of many people. Frank in Toronto. Frank, go ahead, please. Hi, Roy. Um, Hi. I, I agree with the view of Mr. Wall, and uh, I think it's quite uh, logical and rational, the position he's taken. Simply put, Canada and our allies are waging a war against ISIS, and ISIS is waging a war against Canada and our allies. And in that position, Canada's in a, in a position where the terrorists and ISIS are going to use what is typical in a war. They're going to use the art of deception and the element of surprise. Well, they said they were going. They were. They said ISIS has said they were going to among the refugees slip in their fighters. Absolutely, and that that's part of the art of deception. So what they're doing is is they're masking the terrorists as refugees, uh, and 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 it's happened already, and we've seen it in the Paris attack. And where I see it's a big problem, and you raised that valid point, is the fact Well, wait a minute. When you say we've, had, we've seen it happen already in the terrorist attack, you're talking about the passport that was found on, uh, on one individual, or close to one individual who's dead, the Syrian passport. Is that what you're talking about? Yes, the one okay. related to the Paris attack. All right. Now, you have to have more proof than that. I mean, you know, Frank, you know, you have to have one person. I, I get what you're saying. But there, we need more information than just that one passport. But that said, let me ask you this question. When you say we should wait, and other people say we should wait or not go as fast, am I hearing people say we don't want any of them and we're just using the wait argument because we can say that without really saying what we mean? Or are you saying I'm willing to accept a number, a significant number of refugees, whether it's 25,000 less or more, I don't know. But you want more time for for security to be established. What are you really saying? What are people, not just you, what are people really saying? We don't want any of them? Or is what they're saying true when they say we just want to wait, be more secure? You know, my position is the latter. I think a lot of people are referring to what you've stated in the latter. The, the problem right now is if Canada, as you suggested, if Canada's being, going to be deprived of this military intelligence if they withdraw the bombers, that makes our situation even more onerous in terms of protecting ourselves and protecting our nation. It is an issue. It, it definitely is an issue. And in the and next hour, crazy. Colonel Steve Day is going to be back with us. Y- yes, Roy, and I think that increases the stakes in terms of that element of surprise right. and, that, and that art of deception. Okay, Frank, thank you for the call. I appreciate it. So many people want to get their opinions and their points of view on the air. Let's get at it. Todd is in Edmonton. Todd, go ahead, please. It's dangerous. Uh, Trudeau has got a big ego, and he's got pride, and he's not looking at reality on this one. I know people from Croatia. You, you remember how they were cheering at the soccer stadium? This religion is um, very Todd, old, very archaic. Todd, let's talk, let's talk about the people who are coming into Canada. Well, then, why don't they go to the uh, Arab Emirates? That's a good question. Why haven't some? Why haven't more of the Arab countries taken in more? There's but you've got countries like Jordan and Turkey who've, that have taken in millions. Yeah, I mean, if you bring this many people in right off the hop like that, you know they're going to settle in groups. 
And so, so do I hear you saying that you don't, you don't really don't want them? I'm, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but are you saying that no, you really don't want no them, or you saying. want the government to take more time to investigate? Which one is it? Look, I'm the type of guy that would marry a Muslim woman if I fell in love with her. I don't have a problem with that. With okay. But you bring them in all at once like that, and you know they're going to be bringing in more people. If they create an area like the no-go zones over in France, you got a problem. Yeah, I, I, I understand, but that's a heck of a jump. That's a heck of a jump. Maybe that's where people's thinking is these, these days. Maybe what's happened in Paris and what's going on in Brussels and what happened in Mali and what's happened in Beirut has people thinking this way. That's why we have these conversations on this program. We talk about the tough things that are talk, uh, need to be talked about. Tomorrow, Mubin Sheikh's going to be on this show. He had jihadi sympathies as a young man. Then he became an undercover officer or operative for the RCMP and CSIS with the Toronto 18 terror gang. And Mubin's coming on the show because we're going to talk tomorrow about the relationship between Muslims and non-Muslims in Canada. Because that's something that needs to be talked about. We can't hide from the difficult topics. We can't hide from the perceived difficult issues. And too often what we have is a microphone being shoved in front of a politician or in front of a celebrity or in front of somebody, and you get a 30-second soundbite and that's it. It's not enough. It's not enough. We need to have discussion. Chris in Whitby, Ontario. Go ahead, please, Chris. Hi, how are you? Good, sir. How are you? Oh, I'm not too bad. Um, you know what? I think that everybody should just take a step back, look at themselves. And sorry, I just had mouth surgery, if you can't understand me too well. <laughs> I can understand you. I feel and, sorry for you. <laughs> that's all right. Um, look at their home. Look at their family. And I want to put them to picture... Their home exploded, gone. Half their family, sorry, I got a little upset. Half, half their family gone. They're starving. They're human beings, for Christ's sakes. If we haven't got enough intelligent people in the government or enough intelligent people in our um, RCMP to tell who's lying or not, I'll go do it. I'm yeah, you see, it's not about intelligence, though, Chris. It's about evidence. And then the question evidence. is, what kind of evidence do you have? You know, what, it, it's an it's why it's. Do we need evidence. Or well, you need to you need to know you need to know whether somebody you need to have an idea, a good idea, whether Your somebody's going to be a. Well, hold on, if somebody's going to be a threat or not. Right, I understand that, and I understand people's fears, and that's not. I understand that people probably don't understand Muslims too much. I don't either. I really don't. That's why one. But that's I, one of the reasons you know, we're having that discussion tomorrow. You know that. They're human beings. Of course and they what are. what happened to them is atrocious. And we played a part in, in that, too. And, and of course the states. There is no reason that we should see innocent children, elderly people. Someone was talking. I don't know this. But, Chris, you're not hearing. Hold, Chris, hold on. You're not hearing Canadians say don't bring anybody in. You're hearing, well, at least not on this show, well, you're hearing people You're hearing people say they think the deadline should be extended the for security deadline. reasons. Oh, make them starve a little longer? No. no keep them homeless a little longer? No. I, I don't get it. Like, okay, Chris, thank you for the call. I have to take a break here. I'm already past the time. 
and then we'll come back with your calls. one 225 8255 Emails to Roy at RoyGreenShow.com. Twitter is at the Roy Green Show. Uh, the Belgian capital of Brussels locked down as a maximum terror alert is in effect. Colonel Steve Day is going to be back with us in the next hour. Former commanding officer of Canada's National Counterterrorism Force and Special Forces Units, the JTF2, rated among the top four Special Forces Units in the world. That's uh, next hour. Colonel Day will be back with us. I want to tell you this, and then we'll go back to your calls. I was throwing the ball with the dogs a couple of days ago, and I told you about this. Hey, Rocky, so named because he does a Rocky Balboa dance when he treats a squirrel. He stopped in mid-stride, and he yelped. He's hobbling the rest of the morning. But I put him on Sierra Sil Pet Shoes. You see, I'd forgotten the little guy is seven now, and like his human buddy, that'd be me, without Sierra Sil, the joint pains and stiffness change your life in a way you don't want. Sierra Sil Pet Shoes are all natural, all mineral, just like the Sierra Sil Joint Formula 14 I've been using for more than four years with wonderful results. Sierra Sil Pet Shoes also contain natural liver and salmon flavors specifically to appeal to your furry little buddy. That's canine or feline. 1-877-ROY-1020 is the number you call. 1-877-ROY-1020. You know, when your pet needs joint pain relief, help them out. Uh, Rocky this morning with the Sierra Soul Pet Shoes was first out the door, first on the ball, and the game was on. And I was able to throw pain free, thanks to Sierra Soul Joint Formula 14. Human or pet Sierra Soul, 1-877-ROY-1020, or in person, Rexall Pharmacies in Ontario, London Drugs in the West, and natural product retailers coast to coast. Remember, Sierra Sil Pet Chews, because your little buddy needs some help, too. What would you do without our little buddies? Uh, Wes is in Edmonton. Wes, go ahead, please. Yes, hi, Roy. Hi. Um I think there's a, this is such a complicated issue. Um, one of the things I, I like to draw upon is the historical um, treatment or acceptance, I should say, of uh, refugees. And I think, Roy, when it was Somalia, there was a Somalian crisis maybe 12, 15, 20 years ago, and we accepted a number of Somali refugees into Canada. We, we've done this each time. There's been a, almost each time, there's been a global refugee or a significant refugee crisis. We've stepped up. Yeah, and, and one of my biggest concerns is I live in Edmonton. And we have a problem with Somali gangs. Uh, a serious problem. Ian, now, one of the one of the ways that you can. Ian, I have six. Have, I, look, I'm not. I'm not trying to deflect. I have six minutes, so I need you to focus on the question that we're asking. Okay. Okay. So, so my question is, if we are an economy that is already struggling, and we're going to bring in people that, for all intents and purposes, don't have skills, and it's going to take a generation for them to gain those skills. What is the short-term cost to the Canadian and my children who are at the ages of between 6 and 16? And do we have, is there a consequence? And you can't, you can't ignore that, that some of these former okay. experiments have caused a lot of crime that has made it very difficult. All right, Wes, listen. Uh, it's going to cost... Somebody said $1.2 billion. I don't know how long a term that is for. But there's always going to be cost if you step up to help. 
You step up to help on an individual basis. If you hand somebody who's, who doesn't have anything, something out of personal generosity, it costs you. But you feel better about it. You feel better about it. Um, we, we step up in Canada. We've always stepped up. I, I was, I was going to say something about what, uh, what our last caller just said, and I, f- I forgot what the, the point was I was going to respond to. Um, forget. Fred in Oakville, go ahead, please. Hey, good afternoon. Yes, sir. Listen, I see all this stuff on the news, and i got to say, it scares the hell out of me. I mean, this, this stuff is really terrifying. Paris, Brussels, <laughs> Beirut, right. ba- Mali. Right. I mean, people getting, well, horrible things happening. So I feel really scared, and i got to do something. So people tell me that, you know, if I uh, keep immigrants out, then the problem will be solved and I'll feel safe. Well, i got to say, that's appealing to me. Even if it means I've got to, you know, be mean to a bunch of people and uh, leave them to their fate, it, it is appealing to me to feel safe. And that's, and that's a, you know what, and that's a, that is a significant part of the discussion. In the United States, you've got 31 governors uh, who are saying to the president, no Syrian refugees in our state for public safety reasons. I think it's politics involved as well. But public safety is a significant issue. You don't have to apologize for that. That's why the screening is taking place. Well, it's it's real. How satisfied but, are you with the screening idea? Well, until someone can guarantee to me that I'll be safe for the totality of my life, I'll never be satisfied. And I think that's sort of the point. Look, it, there are people out there who wish us ill. And if we were to ban all immigrants, if we were to build a 12-foot high wall, if we were to have armed troops patrolling the streets, they would still find a way to do bad things because that's what they do. I can't feel safe, not truthfully, because life is filled with risk. So what would you do, Fred? What do you want done? I would like to, if I can't feel safe, I'd like to feel good about something. And if I could rescue somebody, keep pull them out of harm's way, then I'd like to try to do that. I mean, there's got to be checks and balances. We've got to make sure that we do don't want them, run do the want, country. Do you want, want 25,000 Syrian refugees here? I'm sorry, that's, not, like look, that's not a fair I'd question like for me to put to you like that, but I... Well, I would like to rescue some people. If you want to ask me a specific number, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not good at the math of the... Of the and you're not supposed to be. It, it, that but, number, the 25,000 number, I think was a political number that Justin Trudeau decided on during the election campaign. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a, it's a made-up number, and uh, so be it. Okay. My friend, I have to go. I have to take some more calls. Sorry. We are running a short on time. There'll be more time tomorrow when we have Move and Shake and we talk about the relationship between Muslim and non-Muslim Canadians. Tracy in Oakville, Ontario as well. Hi, Tracy. Hi there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I think it's just, I, I agree. I, I, the divisions of these people and their suffering, I, I'm not saying don't bring them here. I believe our prime minister has a, has a, has a duty to his people here to keep us safe and um, the advice he's been given by by some very responsible and very intelligent individuals um, and 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 if he doesn't if he doesn't listen to that advice I, I just I don't I don't think he's doing us as any kind of service as a, a leader in our country because if there's ever a time when you can renege on a promise that you made now's not the time to be uh, to try to be a martyr and say well I'm going to keep up with my promises because you know what um, and, and the, the what do you want him to do, on, Tracy? What do you want Justin Trudeau to do? I want I want him to hold off. I say nobody comes in here until they're properly screened. 
however long that takes. When they, tell you, when they tell you they can properly screen and they bring the commissioner of the RCMP and the head of CSIS in to say, yeah, it's going to work, uh, do you feel reassured or not? I don't. And, and, and within, a, within a, just that few six-week period. No, because you know what? There's been other people that have been on the radio on AM640 and, and, and that know our immigration system, and they say it's absolutely impossible to do that. So I have to go with my common sense, gut feeling, and, and you hear how long it takes immigrants to get through here. Um, from, any, from any country. Well, as Brad Wall told us, in the United States, it's 18 to 24 months to screen uh, refugees. Yeah. But this is a, they'll tell you this is a, this is a special circumstance. Well, it is and so it's being treated specially. There is a special circumstance. But do we want to see what's happening in other countries? This is, this is, a, this is an, an opportunity. You're scared, right? You're scared. I'm very scared. I'm very scared. I hear it. And I want our leader to do the right thing for his people. And I don't think he is. Thank you, Tracy. I, I just think he's. Okay. Thank you, Tracy. Appreciate the call. There's a lot of emotion. There's a lot of emotion. And tomorrow, we will continue with the calls on this issue. Move and Shake will be part of it. There's a lot coming up on tomorrow's show. A lot. Plenty of opportunity for, we want to hear from you. And hear, the, hear your words. Without you being lectured to. I mean, I, I'll ask you questions and I'll try to keep the conversation uh, focused on where we're going, but I ain't going to lecture you. When we come back, well, I'll tell you about that right after this. He was the uh, commander of Canada's JTF-2 Special Forces. He's going to be joining us in uh, the next hour, Colonel Steve Day, just retired former commanding officer of the Counterterrorism Force and one of the very best in the world. We'll talk to him about... I sent him an email last night, and I said, how do you get ahead of the terror curve? And would you come back on the show? And Colonel Day has graciously agreed to do that. And Brussels in lockdown now. Uh, what, what do you do with that? You know, police, special forces, Belgian on the streets of their capital, shutting down their city. There are a lot of questions to be asked, and we'll ask some of the most pertinent to uh, of Colonel Day when we come back. Stay with us on the Roy Green Show.